So yeah, the Friends of the Rant podcast has been a little neglected over the last few months, but we're back to interview the performers at the upcoming Fall 2023 Carolina Indie Fest, which is going to be held at Hugger Mugger Brewing in downtown Sanford on September 29th and 30th. Other than to say that we're going to do our best to keep up with the podcast again going forward, I'm just going to jump right in. This is Summer Sheets by Triangle-based Reese McHenry. Reese is playing at 8 o'clock on Saturday, September 30th, and I had a great time talking with her. Can't wait to see her.
Reese, I'm so excited to have you on because as I told you in my email, like I'm embarrassed <laughs> that I didn't realize you had, um, you know, been making music under your name and I was familiar with your, your previous band, Dirty Little Heaters. And mm-hmm. when I checked out your stuff, I just, you know, it absolutely rips. I love it. So thank you. Why don't you just start by kind of telling, telling me about yourself and your music and, and, you know, what you hope to bring to uh, Carolina Indie Fest. I was really excited to be asked to that Indie Fest, which I didn't even know existed. Um, so I'm so happy to do that. And I've just, I just played a solo show at, um, oh, now I've, I've blanked on the name. Oh, Hugger Mugger. Okay. Uh, I played a, a show, what was it, a couple weeks ago, and it was awesome. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. I try to keep these things secret for no reason. No, I'm just kidding. I do not try to do that. I have, I'm trying very hard, though, to be better about promotion and stuff like that. Not so great at doing that for myself. But, um, yeah, so I'm a musician. I've been a musician most of my adult life. I've lived here in the Triangle for 23 years, and I've been in bands since – that was 2000 I moved here. I think my first band was 2003. So, and the Dirty Little Heaters started in 2005. So we were a band forever. Well, we still are. I don't think we've really broken up. It's just everybody's kind of, you know how it goes with bands. People kind of just go their different ways, you know. Now everybody owns their own bars and they, it's great. Um, Anyway, yeah. So I had just kind of decided after the Dirty Little Heaters, you know, you try to come up with a band name and it's you like it for a minute and then suddenly you hate it the only band name i've ever loved was the dirty little heaters and i don't want to carry that with me because that's a specific band with a specific you know um umbrella of songs and so i just thought i never get tired of my own name you know and i just decided to use my own name which i've been happy with ever since Great, great. Well, it's, I mean, this, like I said, the stuff is awesome. I listened to the two songs that you sent me and then kind of went down the rabbit hole on uh, yeah. Spotify, but it's great. And, uh, you know, I pick up, obviously the garage rock is, um, you know, it's a pretty well-known term, but, uh, you know, I, I think that you absolutely embody that in, in a way that, that I really love, you know, I pick up Thank things you. like, like the Oblivions and, you know, Ugh. Greg Cartwright did and, you know, but your voice is on top of all that is just, you know, you have, you have a, a, a huge voice and I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see you live and I can't wait for people here and people who are visiting to see it. We're all really excited about, um, I always go back and forth just with my band and how busy they are. My band, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, just like my family. <laughs> I hate to say that, like they're mine, you know, right. but um, with how busy they are between the pandemic and then the fact that I had cancer for a year after the pandemic, everybody got busy, you know, they're, they were busy before the pandemic. But so when it comes to shows, I just always have to decide if I'm going to do it solo, mm-hmm. if I'm going to get a shoot. Like we were um, my bass player, our bass, our bass player, Mark Connor, isn't going to be there. So we're we have the shoe in Bob Wall, who's like um, a ringer for sure. He could play any instrument in that band. Right. So he's going to play bass at the Indie Fest. And I'm so excited it's going to be the whole band because I love playing by myself, but there's something about the band, this band especially, it is just, we've played together for so long and they're so amazing that it's blistering when we play. It's like a helicopter taking off. You know, I'm always like, oh, geez, let me do my part. Let me, let me play my, uh, my guitar, you know, let me, let me keep up with these guys who are so good. That, that was going to be one of my questions. Um, you mentioned having played solo at Hugger Mugger and um, on your website, it says that you do both. Yep. It'll be the full, the full band. And then we're actually playing at the state fair too on the Monday of the state fair. I can't remember the okay. actual date right off, right off hand, but I'm doing two shows. So we're doing one as a band and then I'm doing another one just solo. So, and they're different songs. Some of, some of the same songs, but I write songs on acoustic, but they're power chord songs that I know are going to go for the band. And they don't really translate all that well to pretty acoustic music. So they're separate songs. Yeah, like yeah. sometimes if somebody asks for a song from the band, I'll say yes, but like I'll do summer sheets because that that's a pretty song, you know, it's not just all power chords and um, aggression, you know? Right. So well, that's that's funny. You sent Summer Sheets and um, White Bear Incident, and I listened to them in that order. And I'm listening to Summer Sheets, and I'm like, "Wow, this is really good. This is really good." And then I didn't know what to expect, and 
most of the other stuff I listened to felt more like um, uh, White Bear Incident, which is a ripper. Um, but it's cool that you have both of those modes. Um, is there, I mean, do you want to talk about your writing process at all and, and you know, where you, where you start or um, do you sit sure. down with a specific goal in mind or does stuff just come out how it comes out? What, what does that look like? Uh, there's a couple of different ways that I do it. One is I'll come up with a cool line or I'll hear a cool line um, and I'll build a whole song around it. And I've always done it the same way. I don't write lyrics and then set them to music. I'll, I'll do that sometimes maybe with a couple lines, but I do everything together at the same time. Okay. I usually come up with a three or four chords, sing over that, and then everything's kind of a math problem after that. Right. You know, take this part. Is this going to go here? When's the song done? Does there have to be a bridge? This is my whole life. Like, yeah. does there have to be another part? Yes, there does. Okay, so keep working at it. Keep working at it. Um, sometimes I'll come up with a melody in the car. I try to keep, I will listen to music sometimes in the car, but mostly I like to just have silence so I can come up with things. But I find this chord progression that I love so much, which is, I think they call it the heart and soul chords. It's like Earth Angel. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, like the new one. Yeah, um, my song Detroit, Bad Man by the Oblivions, yeah. all those. Yeah, um, Dream, All I Have to Do is Dream, that song. I find that when I come up with something in the car without my guitar, it's always those four chords. I'm like, well, no wonder I like it. So, you know what I mean? No wonder it catches my ear like that because those are my my favorite four chords. And I have a lot of songs with those four chords. I, I actually picked that up. That's, oh, wow. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, your recorded output because it looks like it's been a few years um, since yeah. you had something new. Is there, are you working on stuff? Or are you in the process of another record? How's, how's all that looking right now? So I'm doing two things. Well, actually I'm doing more than that, but two things that are tangible right now. I'm recording a new record with spider bags. We did one. Oh, we did one. How many years ago was that? It took us seven years to do it. First of all, that was when I was having heart problems. And then, um, uh, what was that? Maybe 2000, uh, how many, five years ago, I can't five or six years ago it came out. But so we, we just went and recorded six songs with, um, John and yellow. Do you know who he is? He's a producer. He's a famous producer. He's done everything from, Cindy Lauper, she's so unusual. All the Dinosaur Jr. He did Kurt Vile. He did Waxahachie. Um, he just did Horse Girl. He's he's giant. He lives in Raleigh, and he's the sweetest, most wonderful man uh, of all time. He's just great. So we did six songs with him uh, at Fallen Trees Studio in um, uh, Mount Airy, and we want to do a full record. So that's just about money and time, like how we can get everybody together and pay for that. So we're going to try to do a full record. But then a couple months later, my band went in and did five songs with John in Graham. I can't remember the name of that studio. You'd think that I'd have these things on, off the top of my head, but anyway, um, and we've been doing overdubs ourselves with that. And then I'll go in and mix it with John. Yeah. So there's five songs there. I think we're just talking about maybe putting it out digitally and then in the future, maybe doing, records and cds right the whole pressing records thing anymore it's uh it's um isn't it like isn't there like a huge backlog of if you want vinyl your your weights at least a year yeah it's really i think a couple different things happen one is the big place that they did that in uh, california a couple of years ago burned down yeah. that they had the big lathes and whatnot yeah. and then uh, i think with bigger acts you know, pressing vinyl, you know, the little people like me, it just takes forever to try to get anything done. So, and it's, it's so cost prohibitive, you know, LPs, especially, which I love so much, just holding a yeah. big record and having all the liner notes and whatnot. I would love to do that, but I would just rather have new music out there, especially since our um, set list now is almost all new songs. You know, we always do summer sheets. We always do um, the one I sent you. Mm -hmm. It's not Murdered Love. It's uh, White, White Bear. We yeah. always do White Bear. Um, but the new songs people are really liking. So I really want to get it out there for people to be able to listen to. Are you affiliated with a, a label of any kind or do you self-release stuff? Uh, we put the last record, No Dottos, out on, it was called Sua Sounds. Um, a good friend of mine, his name is, is Mike VM. I can never say his last name right, so I'm not going to try. Ventilo, it doesn't matter. He's going to get so mad when, he's, when he sees that. 
Um, he won't really. But uh, I think that this time I'm going to take those demos and try to send them to bigger labels. So like my very good friend Lydia Loveless is on Bloodshot. And she thinks I might have a shot to get on Bloodshot, which would be great. Any kind of label that could help us with distribution and touring, you know, and the way that that goes now is you get on with a bigger person, you know, a bigger band or like if I could tour with Lydia, we would not only have fun and burn down every city because we are very naughty when we're, no, I'm just kidding. Um, But it would be so much fun to be with her and I love her music so much, so. I want to I want to go back. Um, you you referenced having played solo at Hugger Mugger uh, before. I'm just I, I, one. I wish I'd known. I need to pay better attention. But two, um, I'm just curious what your experience was like that night. It was a, I guess it was an open air market. So okay. when I got there, it was it was there were so many people. It was so busy. Lots of families. Um, but by the time I played. A lot of people had, the families went home. It was dark at that point. Mm -hmm. So that's okay, though. Uh, I kind of see solo shows as a way to introduce new music sometimes if there's not a whole lot of people there. Like, I'm playing tomorrow at Trophy, Maywood, a solo show at noon. That's an open-air market. And sometimes there's people there and sometimes there's not. But when there's not, I never think, oh, there's nobody here. I think I have new songs. We'll see if they work. You know, it's, it's there's always an opportunity to sing into a microphone and, you know, see how it carries and whatnot. So, um, but there were people at Hugger Mugger and the staff were amazing. I loved them so much. It was, it was so much fun. I had so much fun. Not originally from here, but I've lived here a long time. The fact that they're able to host music and, and, and that's led to other people hosting music. There's, there's things happening in this town that haven't for, for, you know, five or six years ago, hadn't been happening for a long time. So it's really exciting. And an indie fest in Sanford. That's amazing. And he was telling me that they get like 5,000 people. I was like, that's crazy. I can't wait. We're yeah. very excited to play. Yeah. I think that uh, your time slot in particular is going to be, is going to be, um, there's usually a, a really good, um, really good crowd by that point in the night. And we play right before Skylar, who's my friend and I love her. She's okay. wonderful to watch. So you said you got, you, you were approached about this, uh, um, this festival? Yeah. Uh, Tim emailed me. Okay. Through my the same place that you did, uh, through our it's my bandy our band email, yeah. and um, I don't remember. I think he said that he was talking to another band about the festival, and somehow they had mentioned my name, and so he listened to the, my music, and he was like, "I love your voice. I'd love to have you," and I was like, "Yeah, I would love to play that. It sounds like so much. Fun. I love festivals anyway. I love the whole atmosphere. I love the fair. I love anything like that. So yeah. we're all really excited to play." I feel like we got the best slot too, just for not even having ever played that indie fest. I feel like we got very lucky, but we're a rock band. So I think that always is better when it's a little later at night. Oh, yeah. 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 I think uh, people are, people are kind of gassed up by that point. So it'll right. <laughs> that's what we're hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, do you want to talk about where people can access your music? I mean, obviously it's on the streaming services, but if they want to find out more, like a chance to check out your socials or your website or anything like that. Yep. Um, everything's under my name. So I have a website that's just www.reesemchenry.com. And we're on Bandcamp. Um, again, it's just my name. So I have like my Instagram is my personal Instagram and the band. Uh-huh. With Facebook, there are two separate things, but they're both my name. One's my personal and one's the band. But I everything's crossed there. So if I post on one, it goes to the other. So either way, Um, I don't have Twitter or anything. I had Twitter for a while, but I never posted. It's just not really my um, forte, that kind of thing. I like Instagram better, honestly. So, and I just feel like people fight so much on Twitter. I don't, it causes me a lot of stress. So I don't, I don't like it. Is there anything else that you wanted to to bring up or talk about? Uh, Well, we're playing hopscotch. So... I have three shows at Hopscotch. Oh, wow. On Thursday, we're playing the Potluck um, Showcase, okay. and I play at 245, and I'm playing with, I'm playing solo, but or acoustic music, let's put it that way, uh-huh. with Kim Register, who owns the Pinhook, and my friend Bob Wall, who's a stand-in for our band a lot of times, and who I played with in a, in a band I was in called Second Wife. Okay. Um, Bob's wonderful. And uh, that's Thursday. And then Friday, I do the K-Viva um, day show at Ruby Deluxe with Spider Bags. So it's me and Spider Bags. Okay. 
that's at four. I think four or five. They're not exactly sure what time. And then we have a night show. My band has a night show at 9.30 Friday night at the poorhouse. And then we're free so we can see whoever we want. So. incident by Reese McHenry. Reese is playing Carolina Indie Fest at 8 p.m. on Saturday, September 30th. Next up are Cliff Wheeler and Garrett Wheeler of the Cliff Wheeler Band. Cliff has been a big part of Carolina Indie Fest since the start. We talked about that, as well as the recent awards both the Cliff Wheeler Band and Garrett recently won. But first, here's Trouble Is by the Cliff Wheeler Band. After the interview, we'll play Hard Living Man. The Cliff Wheeler Band headlines day one of Carolina Indie Fest at 8.45 p.m. on Friday, September 29th. Life I know all the miles 
all the trials we've seen Running up and down this road Flying high and sinking low Living life only in between Trouble is I've been living life all wrong Trouble is I've been living out my song And you're gone City lights are burning bright As we race on through the night Another town, another drunken part to play I fell victim to that highway Jones Now the roads become my home It's the same, but it's different every day Trouble is I've been living life all wrong Trouble is I've been living out my song Trouble is I've been living life alone Trouble is that I'm here and you're I've got with me now uh, Cliff Wheeler and Garrett Wheeler of the Cliff Wheeler Band. Um, they're talking to us from Oak Island. They, these guys are from Sanford, but they've relocated down there, and they're going to be performing at Carolina Indie Fest. You guys are playing the the Friday night, is that right? Yeah, yeah, we're doing the uh, last slot on Friday night. We're stoked to uh, stoked to be playing the festival again. That's awesome. Um, well, you guys, you guys have been on the podcast before. You've been a part of Indie Fest before, so our listeners are going to know you, but. Why don't you just kind of tell us what you've been up to um, in the, you know, since the last time we talked? Oh, wow. Uh, you want to take it, G? Sure. Well, we, uh, this summer has been incredibly busy for us uh, with music. Like uh, we've been playing a ton. This has probably been our busiest summer so far, but we also, we just recorded two new songs with the CWB. Um, and then we already had one in the can. So we're getting it together to do, um, either an EP or an album, but we'll probably release them as singles first. And uh, we'll have some some new videos coming out. But uh, yeah, we've just been doing everything we can to stay busy. And it's been working. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually going to debut uh, the first single um, at Carolina Indie Fest as far as playing it live. It's going to yeah, we're going to um, release it the Monday before we play on Friday. And um, so we're pretty stoked about that. It's a uh, a little bit of a departure from what our music has been recently and sort of a throwback to the earlier days when it was a little heavier and a little harder and um, cool tune. Cool tune. Awesome. I can't wait to hear it. Um, uh, Cliff, you sent me a message uh, a few days ago that um, 
you guys recently were, uh, you know, you were bestowed some, some honors. Um, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, man, we, um, really stoked to, uh, um, we went down to the, we were invited down to Atlanta for the international singer songwriters association award show. There was artists and writers from 34 countries in attendance. Um, I think it was 34 something like that in the thirties. Very cool. And, um, at the, uh, Sandy Springs performing arts center. And, um, so we went down and, um, uh, we were blessed to win, uh, the CWB won, uh, the silver award for a uh, band of the year. And then Garrett here, who's, uh, uh, upcoming songwriter on his own won a uh, rising star. So we were elated <laughs> to be honest with you. I think when they called out Garrett's name, I might've yelled a little bit when, a uh, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know, winning an award is always nice. Um, but I mean, what is, what does it do for your, not just your career? I mean, I'm, I'm interested in that, but just, I mean, what's, what's the feeling beyond elation? I mean, is it validation of the work that you put in? Just, uh, just is it honor? I mean, what, is, what does that do for you? I'll talk about the band award and then Garrett can speak to his, uh, individual award. But when early on, when the band first got together, um, we, uh, we got some recognition pretty early on, um, which made it easy to stay together. And, um, but we got some recognition and, and it was very cool. And we won uh, a band of the year award. Um, and then we won a, a local group of the year award. And, but now that the band's been together for, uh, for uh, a while now, you know, six, seven years, um, to me, this was, a uh, extra special because it's sort of validation that we're still relevant and and what we're doing because um you know when we perform live and stuff now we've been performing you know the first album you know was recorded in 2016 mm-hmm. and so um the or released in 2017 right yeah yeah, yeah. That's right. it was recorded yeah. in 2016 released in 2017 and so the fact that we've been doing it for you know now going on seven years and we're still relevant is um is is extremely gratifying because we've seen a a bunch of really good bands come and go during that time period and um the fact that we've sort of stuck it out um even through the covid where we were shut down and um just kept plugging away and um and it really meant a lot. And then as me as a father, I can't tell you how excited I was to see, uh, see Garrett win. That was, that was freaking awesome. Do you want to talk yeah. about that Garrett? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it was an honor even just to be included in, um, the, the whole ISA thing. Like, uh, like I, we had been a part of it with the CWB before and we actually, we performed at the, the first award show that they did. And, um, and we won an award that year and then it, you know it was it was awesome but like dad said i mean it's like it, it you know uh, being a band it's like you kind of build your circuit and you have your circle that you kind of run in and even if you know everything is still being well received there it's like sometimes you forget that especially through the internet your music goes so much further than you can like tangibly see like in the real world. So like going to something like that, it, um, and people like know the music and like, like know who we are through the organization and everything. It it is really reaffirming seeing that like, it's like a reminder that it exists outside of what you immediately see, like just at the shows and stuff. And it's, uh, it just kind of makes us want to keep trucking, you know? Are, are, are your songs uh, a part of the Cliff Wheeler band set or are you performing these separately? Uh, yeah. So we actually, we do one of my songs, one of my original songs in the, in the CWB set, uh, my song called good girl. And, um, yeah, we actually started. Well, so originally it was kind of separate, not for any other reason than it's just a different type of music, like entirely different. Uh-huh. It, it didn't really make sense to at the beginning, but um, 
I would, for a long time, I would start off the CWB shows with an acoustic set. And then me and dad actually were doing some duo gigs. So it turned into us together starting off the shows acoustic. And then we would do uh, finish with like two or three sets with the CWB. But then um, we were invited to play at the Carolina Country Music Awards earlier this year. And they wanted me and dad to each do one of our original songs. And then another special song for the event. But um, we kind of thought about how we were going to do it. And it was like, okay, am I going to bring separate musicians? And, and actually Johnny, the drummer for the CWB, he plays on all of my music too. So it was like, we were trying to decide how to do it. And at that point, me and dad were already doing the song that we were gonna play in our duo gigs. So we were like, what's the point in bringing other people? Let's just do it. Like. Just do the CWB version, and Gary wrote an awesome guitar solo, and pretty much ever since then, we've just been doing that one in the set. Um, like I said, Cliff, you've been on the podcast a couple of times, but for, for people who may be um, listening to this podcast for the first time and aren't familiar, do you, do you guys just want to talk about... Cliff Wheeler Band is, a, I would say, country rock band, but if you guys want to talk about what you do, what your sound is, what your live show is like... Yeah, it's... um. One, we're a, um, well, the band just won band of the year. So, so obviously, so we're a really, really good, we have, it's a really good band. Um, as a matter of fact, when I won the award, it, um, you know, for the people that don't know, this sort of started as a side project for all of us. Um, the first album did, and it was never, we weren't intending to be a band. And had we, uh, had I known that it was going to turn into what it has, I'd probably named it something other than the Cliff Wheeler Band because it is certainly not just Cliff Wheeler. It's, uh, it's a group effort. But, um, yeah, man, you know, my influences um, uh, and all of our influences really shine through. I come from a, a country uh, blues, um, rock too. Um, I played in all kinds of cover bands, you know, uh, you know, through the decades that I've been doing this, but, um, but sort of all of my influences, uh, come through in the songs that I write and definitely not, it, it has a country overtone to it, but this definitely covers many different genres. And, um, but, like uh, Gary, our lead guitar player, who's awesome, and he has his own project called Saul. Um, and Gary's very much a rocker uh, uh, on the verge of being a metal, metal guitar player. And then Garrett's, uh, Garrett's more poppy, uh, pop rock, poppy kind of stuff. And then Johnny, our drummer, he he's like into the dead and... Um, and bands and sort of that genre and so that it all influences what we do and so we play everything from some pretty close to straight country to stuff that's as heavy as anybody that you want to listen to yeah that that really came through the last time i saw you guys at carolina indie fest it was somebody said to me like yeah that was a country band but it also sounded like Soundgarden. you know it was uh, <laughs> rock is very apparent in the live setting and um i think you're right all those things do come through um what um what have you guys got on the horizon you were talking before we started about having had a, a few busy weekends but um what's uh what's in the future for you uh, aside from indie fest yep so we're um we got a lot going on um we've recorded we've got three songs completed for the next ep slash album we have completely decided what that's going to be and like i said we're going to release the first single uh off of the new album uh the week of indie fest okay. and then two weeks later we're releasing another single which is uh the purest blues song that we've ever done it is uh, one of to date one of my favorite songs that we have done um Eight and a half minutes long. Um, so it's it, so, it that short. What? <laughs> yeah. So, it, but it but it's a cool song and um, very very cool song. Uh, we're excited about it. And then we're following it up uh, t roughly two weeks after that with uh, another single, this uh, CWB song. But it's actually it's just Garrett mentioned us doing the duo, 
um, shows is actually just Garrett and I on acoustic guitars. Oh, cool! And um, and it's uh, it's got some uh, soulful blues overtones, but also some gospel overtones to it. And um, so again, pushing the boundaries on the genres, um, but. We've got the artwork done for it, for the album. And so we're going to put those three out as singles. And then when we release the album, there'll be some bonus tracks that haven't been released yet. And um, on top of that, between doing all the live shows that we've got scheduled in North and South Carolina um, between Christmas or excuse me, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we're going to go on a uh, deep South tour. So we'll be headed out and um, um be hitting probably hitting all of our usual stops. We're just putting that together now, but you know, we'll probably head out through Knoxville and Nashville, Memphis. Down in the Mississippi, we uh we've got a bar in Mississippi that we play one every year. We've made it a point to go play. It's a cool bar out in the middle of nowhere on a dirt road. <laughs> and um so we'll head down there and then work our way back across the Gulf Coast and uh up the East Coast to come back home. So Putting that tour together and um, just writing and recording and, and live shows, just living the life, man. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I mean, you got to grab those chances while you can. It's awesome. I want to talk a little bit about IndieFest, um, Cliff, because particularly you have been involved in it from from the get-go. Um, and, I, you know, I, Tim asked me to, to, the rant has been big on covering it, but Tim asked me to, to get involved with a little bit of the planning and it's been awesome yeah. to, to just be a little part of it. But I mean, how does it make you feel to see this thing having come from almost not happening a second time to, to now it's happening twice a year and it's drawing all these people in and it's, it's such a cool mishmash of, you know, almost every type of music imaginable. Um, did, did you yeah. think we'd be at this point right now? No, <laughs> no, man. As a matter of fact, um, you know, after the first year was, I think everybody agreed that the first year was a huge success and exceeded expectations. And then, of course, we had the crash and um, we didn't know if the festival was even going to happen again. And and um, just through some hard work, um, uh Primarily, Tim has uh, has led the way for sure. Um, but a good group of people came together just to make sure that it didn't die, and that was sort of my concern when you know the the promoter uh, got in trouble and bailed out on us, and so I started talking to the production company Scott White at, at Loggerhead. And we were like, man, this thing was just too cool to let it die on the vine. And so, uh, you know, got with Tim and then Tim pulled in you and, and some uh, local business folks and, and uh, downtown uh, association and people. And, man, I'm just stoked that uh, everybody got behind it and pulled uh, and pulled together. And, and each festival has gotten better. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, we scaled it way down. Um, from the first year, but um, it's growing, and um, I think things are looking good for maybe getting back out into the streets next year. And um, and I'm just man, I'm stoked. You know, this is uh, I don't want my importance to I don't want to overstate my importance because all I did was basically introduce people and, and give advice, but man to see this thing grow and to know that it's going to keep going um there's a little bit of a legacy thing to be honest with you and i have always believed in the music scene in and around central north carolina and the fact that um we're now putting some focus on it and we're garnering some attention from outside just the look the the radius the mm -hmm. small town radius of sanford is uh is cool and i want to as i told tim during one of the meetings i want uh carolina indie fest one is to be the the best indie music festival in the carolinas and i think we're rapidly approaching that if if we're not there already and two for it to be a festival that's known nationwide um 
And I mean, you know, cause we're getting artists. I think we've got artists this year coming from Colorado and, um, and all over them. We've had people from Nashville, New Orleans, uh, uh, Michigan, you know, we're drawing some top flight artists as well as the best regional artists. And, um, that, that, man, that's, I'm super excited if you can't tell. <laughs> yeah. I've reached out to every, every one of the artists performing, um, to set up these interviews and, you know, as I've been hearing back, I, I start to do my research and check things out. And man, it's just it blows me away the 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 people that um, that Tim is getting. Um, the the level of talent is really is really pretty wild. And and it's been that way for the last two or three. Well, I mean, every event has had awesome artists, but it's just so much fun to to check everybody out and and see what they're doing and and find stuff that I frankly should know already. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah and it and it is absolutely an eclectic mix of artists oh, yeah. i mean it's i mean you you will see some different kind of acts that, but they're all cool yeah. and i will i will say like as a spectator and as an artist playing there i think it's just where i mean that's like where it's at man like it like growing up in sanford especially like you know that's where i, I started playing shows and stuff like there wasn't anything like Indie Fest there. I mean, there were there were some cool venues where you could go see bands, and of course, I used to go to all of Dad's gigs before I could play. But there being like an independent music festival that's done as well as it is, and like like outside of even just the music, like the arts community in Sanford like totally supports it, and you know, there's been great crowds every year. I mean, it's it's just fun. It's something cool to go do, and like if I was you know like 14, 15 just starting to play and there was something like that there, you know, like that would really inspire me. So it's, it's cool to see that happening. But then also as an artist, it's so open-ended and like with all the different types of bands, it's like they encourage everybody to do what they want to do. It's not like some of the things you play at where they're like, all right, well, how many originals are you doing? How many covers are you doing? Like all that kind of stuff. It's like, just go up there and do your thing. And like, that's, that's what it's all about, you know? Yeah, I love it. I love it. And it, it, like you said, growing up in Sanford and, and going to things, you know, you, you have to make stuff happen in Sanford. And that's the, in that way, this festival feels really like of Sanford to me because it is people who just kind of came together and made it happen. But kind of how you reference Cliff, like I've never seen it done on a level like this in Sanford. So it's, it's, it's cool. Yeah. And I think it's awesome that y'all are a part of it. No, we're super proud to be a part of it. And, you know, and even when we're not playing, I, I'm very much involved in, uh, and enjoy just uh, seeing the festival and see it grow. Maybe who I 